Welcome to Keto Combos, a podcast about the ketogenic lifestyle, whole body health, and self-discovery. Each week, we deliver the best analysis of optimal health. Now, here's your hosts, Danielle and Kimberly. Hey, hey, Keto Combo listeners. Today's guest is the founder and executive director of the Diabetes Wellness Council, promoting healthy living through education. She has also been personally living with type 1 diabetes for over 36 years, but with the proper nutrition strategies using a low-carb keto way of eating, she has not only improved her type 1, but she has maintained this improvement. Because of her personal experience and education, she published her first book, Sweet Surrender. Danielle and I are so excited to welcome Christy Falk to Keto Combos. Hey, Christy, how are you? Good. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, we're so excited to have you. So I just kind of wanted to start off this, um, you know, this episode with maybe you just telling a little bit of a backstory of your journey, um, where you started, where it led you and like where you're at today. Well, again, I started this journey over 36 years ago. And when I was diagnosed, I didn't really know much of anything and neither did my doctor. He told me that I needed to eat healthy. And that was all the advice that I got. Oh, dear. believe it or not. There were, not I didn't have a diabetes educator that I remember. My mom and I started researching trial and error. Um, it was, it was difficult, especially then because we didn't have the internet. Right. And it was all trial and error. And I didn't know if I was doing things correctly because I couldn't test my blood sugar. So oh, the only sure. thing that we were checking then, believe it or not, were ketones in my urine. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. So if I was showing some, that meant my blood sugar was high. Of course, these days, I want to see ketones, but right. only if my blood sugar is stable. If I'm, if I'm having really high blood sugar for a long period of time, then I worry when ketones are present. So it's a whole different ballgame these days. Right. So that, that kind of like explains the difference between ketoacidosis and nutritional ketosis. Exactly. Right. Cause I know that a lot of people confuse those two when they hear, you know, how bad ketoacidosis is and they're like, that's not good. That's not good. But that's entirely different than nutritional ketosis. And just because right. the word ketos in it, it's commonly, you know, confused. So yeah. that was a, that was a good way to explain that a little bit. Yeah. I was in ketoacidosis when I was diagnosed, but my blood sugar was well over 600 at the time. So oh exactly. Gosh. So ke ketoacidosis is where you have high blood sugar and ketone levels at the same time. Is that correct? Right. Yep. Okay. And nutritional ketosis is where you you do have ketones, but your blood sugar levels are at a at a Normal, good baseline. Yeah. yeah. At a good baseline and not, not high blood sugar. So my, my glucose levels are usually 60, 70 on a okay. daily basis. So, wow. Yeah. That's good. That's good. And when so, you first went to the doctor, you said they were 600. Yes. That is I was in the hospital. I couldn't move. Oh my gosh. That is, 
that is wow. Scary. I've, I've never, yeah, that's very scary. Yeah. Um, to survive that is just seems like it's, oh, wow, that's horrible. So God, I've I'm survived glad. a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are meant to be here for a reason and to exactly. educate people and to bring awareness to this. And I'm just so like, I'm so excited to see all that you're doing and all the education you're doing. So because of your experience, how exactly did you get involved with, you know, becoming the um, creator and executive director of um, the Diabetes Wellness Council? We actually started in 2006. I started out owning my own health food store back in 2000. It was a small shop. We even had a little cafe, coffee shop. And I actually had health struggles owning that place. Um, you know, because I get the temptations. No, I just, well, I was doing it myself most of the time. I had help here and there. Um, I was eating what I thought was healthy. It turns out it wasn't healthy for me. You know, it could have been healthy for others. And that's one thing I, I try to tell people all the time is that there is no one lifestyle that is, it's not cookie cutter for anybody. Right. What exactly. works for me may not work for you. Exactly. Like we are our own bio individual. Everybody responds differently to the same foods. You know, someone could eat something and be totally fine. The next person you're totally not fine. So exactly. I totally understand that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I had a lot of health struggles and I felt so bad when I had to put a out sick sign on the door of my health food store. <laughs> I felt oh, like no. a fraud. But I was going through things. I was stressed out all the time. Um, and that led to a lot of health issues. So I started that. And then when I closed the doors, I decided, well, if I'm going to teach anybody, I need to do it on a bigger scale. So I started, I, I did a little research, but not much. But I started the Wellness Expo of Myrtle Beach. I just... I threw it together quickly and okay. um, at, that ran for five years, but somewhere in the middle, we formed a nonprofit at the suggestion of one of our vendors who helped okay. us put it together. And that's honestly how it all got started. But that's I a just, good start. Yeah. I, but I just jumped in head first. I didn't really, think about it too much. I didn't do any needs assessment or surveys to see if the area wanted it. Maybe I should have, but I didn't. I just did it. Mm -hmm. And that's how everything really started. That's awesome. That's pretty amazing. And you even went on to um, write a book recently. When, yes. when again was it published? I you know, it wasn't too long ago. Was it this year? It was last year, I think. Okay. I can't, I can't even remember anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, um, I self-published. Um, yeah. Just because, you know, I'd been writing down parts of my story on pieces of paper, on individual documents on my computer for so long. 
and I knew I had a story to tell. So I just kept what they call a brain dump onto paper and computer. And I finally hired an editor to help me kind of sort through it all and make it into something. So awesome. I finally did it. <laughs> so is the book, like let our listeners know, what is the book exactly about? Is it your personal journey or is it more educational or both or what it's is it both. Exactly about? It, it starts out with my diagnosis of diabetes, all the health struggles and how I became my own self-help advocate. Okay. You know, I, I, when I go to the hospital, I have to advocate for myself. I have to tell them no. I have to tell them how to do things. Right. They, they honestly don't know a whole lot about managing type one. So I have to right. educate them constantly. And I remember. I lost somebody there. I think we did too. And, <laughs> you were in the hospital. And I remember you posting. I, I lost you there, Danielle. Oh, sorry, am I still here? <laughs> there, now you are. I, okay, am I back? Okay, yes, sorry. Yes. Good thing. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember you were in the hospital a while back and you were posting about the different food options that they were wanting to give you. And yeah. because you are, well, A, because you know your body and B, because you're educated, you actually had to make your own diet in there and you couldn't just feed or eat off of the menu that they were wanting to give you. Yeah, exactly. I mean, even at one point they asked me what I wanted for dinner one night and I said, give me a protein and vegetables. Well, they gave me a sweet potato that was almost the size of my head and some cooked carrots. Oh my so, goodness. I, I was just astounded. I'm like, I can't eat this. <laughs> right. Well, and it just, that just brings into perspective exactly like where our, you know, where our, you know, health professionals are at on this, because it's like, if somebody's in the hospital for, you know, these reasons, what's going on, they need help. And they know that you're, you know, type one and everything, and they're not even providing like the proper food, the proper nutrition for somebody who has your condition. I mean, that just kind of, opens up the eyes of that a little bit, you know, that you do need to be your own advocate because if you're not, you're not always going to live the healthiest lifestyle. This is why I always encourage people if they're having, you know, issues with their doctors or not wanting to be on board with the lifestyle choices that you're living, like the low carb keto life. It's, you know, the, some doctors fight it on there. So it's like, in my opinion, then go get a different doctor who's going to support you exactly. in your choices because you have to be your own advocate. If you, you just, have to be, you have to, if you just bent over and let, doc, like, let doctors tell you what you can and cannot do, you're never going to live to reach your optimal health if, at all. You're just going to take whatever they give you and it may not be in agreement what you want to do. And that's just not okay. That's why you need to say, okay, well, you're not the doctor for me. I need to go find someone else who's going to advocate for me and my health and my choices. And so right. I highly recommend doing that. Um, to all of you, our listeners out here, because it is, it is so critical and so important to your health to make sure that you have a doctor that fully supports your choices. And especially when you have certain conditions like, you know, type one or even type two. Um, so, or, or other, you know, metabolic 
other metabolic diseases or anything out there that it's just like, you just really need to be your own advocate. It's so, so important. Yeah. If I had listened to them and done things the way they wanted me to, I very well could have ended up in ketoacidosis again. That's so. just, that just blows my mind. It really does. It, it does. And it's, it's like, I, I cannot believe that our hospitals are offering the foods that they do. Um, I kind of started noticing it when my, my grandma was in the hospital a few years ago and it just blew my mind that what the, what they were feeding their patients. And it's just like unbelievable, like the worst possible foods that you could ever give someone who is sick in any way. And they're, it's just, they're nor like on their menu here, order your food. And it's like, wow, like this is just terrible. It's terrible. You have to be educated and know, you know, what, what, is the best fuel source for your body and how to get that. So it's yeah. so, so important. They're I'm not very... going to be able to um, ignore the studies anymore or very soon. Um, I was recently at the diabetes educators conference in Houston and there was a professor there, an adjunct professor, PhD, who said, you know, we've been lying to you for decades about wow. fat, cholesterol, and carbs. He said, we had it all wrong and I was teaching the wrong thing and it was all a lie. And um, wow. So I almost jumped up and did a happy dance in the middle of the <laughs> workshop. <laughs> I mean, cause that's exactly what you want to hear. You want to bring that awareness out there. Yeah, There's that was a so full room. That room was packed when wow. he was talking. So it won't be able to be ignored much longer. Good. Right. Good. Um, yeah. And it, and it's, it's been really known as far as the diabetes go that, well, I mean, it's starting to get known about it working really well for type two, but I like that you're also advocating it for type one because of this type, yeah. type of lifestyle, because, yeah. um, living a low carb keto lifestyle, some people would get a misconception how, you know, lowering <clears throat> your carbs and stuff would be good for type one, but it, but it actually is. So yeah, for you, as long as the person with type one has a continuous glucose monitor, um, right. I wouldn't recommend it otherwise because I have had some severe lows and that little beeping sound you heard in the background was actually my monitor telling me that my blood sugar is a little low. So okay. it takes a little time for it to correct but there can be some severe lows. So you have to monitor. Um, and I that's saw the only thing I recommend. I saw your monitor on your last YouTube video. And is yeah. that right there on your phone? Is that an app or is it a different monitor, but it looks like a phone? I've got both. I've got the receiver okay. that I've had for a um, year and a half, but I do have the app on my phone too that works with another app. That shows me what um, my range has been. Um, it show it can give me reports that I can send to my doctor. So, okay. and I just downloaded all of that while I was at the conference. Okay, but I thought so. that was interesting, so that you can always have a notification, and instead of yeah. waiting for you to not feel good or know something's wrong, you get that warning beforehand. Yeah. It screams at me. And it's, good. <laughs> it's especially good if I'm going on a trip, like driving, you know, I don't have to pull over on the side of the road anymore to test my blood sugar. I just right. see it with the touch of a button. 
I can, I can understand how that would be super helpful to have a continuous monitor. Yeah, for sure. Yep. And without, speaking of your YouTube video, where can people go to find that, your YouTube um, station? The, the channel is the Diabetes Wellness Council. Okay. I, think I think that's what it's called. <laughs> I'm still <laughs> learning how to use all of this stuff, so it's a, it's a journey. <laughs> that's okay, and we'll link it in here because I like watching those videos, and it seems like I learn something new every time. I was very intrigued by the popcorn and then the good idea drinks. Yeah. How do those work to bring your glucose back down? Well, they have um, five different amino acids and then chromium picolinate. So what I've learned from Dr. Allen, the chief scientist, is that the amino acids kind of kickstart the insulin response before a meal. And then the chromium helps the insulin work better to lower the blood sugar spike. And you said that you could see it roughly lower yours 50 points when you had something that would make your glucose spike? Yeah, yeah. And of course, every day is different. So one day it may lower 50, other days not as much, but I always take it with me. Okay, and the important thing is you never see it spike your glucose. Right, yeah. So and going so they, to have to look into that more. <laughs> yeah. And this is called Good Idea? Yes. Okay. Awesome. And it can be found on Amazon. They have a website. Um, okay. The company, the people in the company, they're awesome. Is it just a, like, like a sparkling water? Yeah, flavored sparkling water. They have lemon, lime, orange, mango, and dragon fruit. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well, yeah, that's good to share with our listeners and maybe have them check that out because that's yeah. really amazing how it has the, you know, has the effects of, of lowering that. So, yeah, especially, you know, if you're, if you've been keto for a long time and you have a, a cheap, like a birthday piece of birthday cake, you get really tired. This can, yeah. this can help that. Awesome. So, yeah. Awesome. I had no, I had no idea. Of that. No, <laughs> pun no, no pun intended. I just kind of noticed know. that. I was saying that when I popped it out of my mouth. I'm like, oh, no. I have a hard time saying good idea about anything now because <laughs> I automatically think of the drink. Oh, funny. Awesome. Well, I am so glad that you were on here today with us and that you were able to share a little bit of your story and, you know, where you're at today and what you're doing. Um, and I know that you shared your YouTube channel, but are you on other social media platforms? Where can our listeners find you? I am on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, um, sort of on Twitter. Okay. <laughs> so um, what we'll do then is we'll, we will link your, um, all of your social media platforms and all the ways that they can find you into okay. the show notes for our listeners. So okay. you guys are going to be able to find Christy and see where she's at. And if, um, if you, if you or your, your someone, you know, or a friend or family member might need some guidance on the diabetes, um, community, this would be an excellent resource for you guys to reach out to Christy, follow her on social media platforms and, um, go to our website. And everything. Go yes, our website. yes. And that's, is that the diabetes wellness council? Dot org. Or dot dot org. org. Okay. Yeah. Good thing you corrected me. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> awesome. And well, you do you have so the one-on-one coaching, correct? Yes. Okay. Just making sure. Yeah. So if a client other than the resources that you have, yes. and that you is, somebody that to is, walk you through. Right. 
that is that is amazing to have to be able to work with her one-on-one and talk with her you know not just follow the articles or videos or anything but to reach out to her she'd be happy to work with you oh yeah yeah awesome. <laughs> yeah awesome well thank you so much for being on here christy and we appreciate all of our listeners all of you guys on here listening and supporting us don't forget to subscribe don't forget to share with a friend and we will see you on the next episode yay thanks thank you Thanks for joining us this week on Keto Convos. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast so you'll never miss an episode. Follow us on Instagram at Keto Combos Podcast or email us at ketocombospodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to share with a friend and tune in for our next episode.